Okay. Hello. It's the Saucer Afterlife, where we talk about various aspects of the most recent episode of the Saucer Life and dissect them and and chat about them and and answer listener questions or comments uh, with a special guest. And our special guest this week here in Studio B in the deep underground base that is Chizo Media is longtime associate producer Simpson J. Hanover III, who you may remember from such adventures as us running around Kelly and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, uh, about a year ago, wasn't it, Simpson? It, yes, it was. It was. Greetings to all uh, saucer lifers. It's good to be back. Yes, he's, he's in the studio, Studio B, which there is no Studio A. It's Studio B, like B-E. We just, You're not supposed to tell him that. It's more impressive if it's studio b no it's of, studio of b it's studio b as in this is where we simply are okay it's where we exist um <laughs> in deep communion you've been reading too much val valerian <laughs> <laughs> i i think any amount of val valerian <laughs> thank you by the way for reading that so that the rest of us didn't have to you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome it was it was pretty rough i've had it sort of sitting on various hard drives for years and years and years. And I I've been actually as long as I've been doing the show ever since I did the OH Krill episode, which is, you know, very yeah. closely related to the, the Valerian matrix material. I've been like, yeah, I should probably do a matrix episode, but I was, I always just sort of, sort of noped on out of that because, <laughs> um, gosh, I'd, I'd open up that PDF and it would say 647 pages. And, oh my gosh. I, and I think and that's only volume one. That's of, just vo- five, five. Did you say five? Oh yeah. Five. Gosh. Number five came out a little while ago. Uh, the older ones, I, I did not put them up there. Uh, so nobody can blame me, but I do think if you go to the internet archive at archive.org, I do believe they are there. I honestly do not remember where I got them. But of course, be sure to go to Val Valerian's uh, website at truefax.org and um, and uh, and check out the Leading Edge Research group. I think I think it's a group. Yeah. So, Simpson, you had some um, you had some observations and I've uh, you you've, you've passed these along to me as as brief notes to to jog your your not inconsiderable memory <laughs> here and um it, it, first note says sugar left-hand atomic spin at odds with et so oh, tell right. me what you think about what, well yeah what, so what, i mean you, they they were talking about how the aliens are somehow repelled by left spin atoms or or left-handed molecules or whatever which is kind of ridiculous since that kind of stuff is ubiquitous in nature yeah. <laughs> but it made me think though oh yeah well if sugar repels them then why did et go after all of the reese's pieces well the answer is marketing and <laughs> synchronicity and also et was fiction but your your point is is well taken. all of this of course is the, all is of this reality. is all this is real you know et is 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 what's fake so um yeah, and, and then you also sort of related to that, uh, I've got written down here, acetylcholine. Oh, yeah, acetylcholine or, or acetylcholine, depending on who you, who you ask. I, I always think it's funny when they drop a scientific term like that. Same thing with left spin of, of particles. Like, it's just, I, it seems like that's an attempt to give more credibility to this than there really should yeah, be. Yeah. And that, like, by dropping a term like that, some readers will assume that, that the writer knows a bunch of stuff about neurotransmitters and 
you know, neurobiology. Well, I think something. I think the <laughs> fact that you know that acetylcholine or ascholine or or however you pronounce it, ascholine, <laughs> it's a new product from somewhere. Um, That's why we just abbreviate. Abbreviated as ACH most of the time. It's, oh, it's easier that way. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so w- <laughs> the fact that you actually know that it's a neurotransmitter, and I assume you know what a neurotransmitter is, um, puts you way ahead of me. <laughs> uh, probably about on par with the rest of our audience, the smartest audience in podcasting. But uh, for those of you who, um, are, for those, for for those of you out there who aren't up on these things, Simpson, tell us what ascholine is. <laughs> Well, acetylcholine is a neurotransmitter. It's released from the first nerve in a synapse into the synapse, and then it diffuses across to the second nerve and sends that message to the next nerve. So you want, and this. there are other substances. So this that is do something this you want, right? Well, you kind of you wouldn't be alive without it, pretty much. Oh, good to know. <laughs> this is like part of part of how your your muscles are able to to work and your nerves are able oh, to work. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. In so, fact, like, yeah. the, well, this so this is um, this made me think of chemtrails somehow because ner- nerve gases um, are usually cholinesterase inhibitors, and I'm nodding sagely. Oh yes, yes, yes. 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 So because what they there's an enzyme called cholinesterase that chews up the acetylcholine in the synapse and cholinesterase inhibitors screw with that so that the acetylcholine stays around and perpetually stimulates the postsynaptic neuron and uh, this isn't super interesting to the listeners so well I'll just I, close I think, it I think at that you, point. you've sort of tipped your hand that you you do work in <laughs> in the chemical weapons field which oh right you, right you probably didn't <laughs> want to um yeah, troubling, troubling. A little too um, close to revealing my true identity net, there. You need yeah. to get back to Fort Detrick or wherever to do all this stuff and, uh, <laughs> right. and and report back to your masters that you've had, you know, like an like illegal contact with the public or something <laughs> about your top secret lifestyle. Okay, so um, ascholine is good stuff. So um, next note I have down here is naked gun. And I think this had to do with the mind-controlled stuff, the uh, the interrogation, the the you know, reference to mind-control assassinations and things like that. Yeah. Well, it made me think like mind-control isn't that hard because we all saw it on. You you remember the Naked Gun? Of, I, I of do. Of course. I do. And there there's a scene where the the bad guy has developed sensory induced hypnosis so he can have the baseball player murder the queen, but he's demonstrating that with the secretary who he pushes the button and then she pulls the gun and starts shooting the guy whose name was pap schmear mr pap schmear <laughs> and then he pushes the button again and she drops the gun and turns to him and says will that be with cream and sugar sir and i just there's so many great lines in that movie it but is any, but mind control and inducing someone to be become an assassin always makes me think of that movie yeah, I mean, it, it's a sinister thing, and we know we know from declassified records that you know various government agencies thought this would be really swell if we could do things like this, and and more often they were interested in in interrogation and and things like that. And we we had sure. we had other means to train assassins. Um, you go to the right places, places where you'd carry out assassinations in you know post-colonial regimes that we weren't you know happy with because they were oh i don't know taking all the land away from the united fruit company and giving it to actual farmers or something like that um 
Which, which reminds me, um, I, I don't use this primary source in my class. Speaking of assassins, we're getting a little far afield. But speaking of assassins, I, I, I did sort of use this primary source in my classes, in my world history class once. Um, then I realized it's, it's probably a, a terrible, terrible idea to do so. Um, but some uh, documents, there's just the, the general um, stuff from the, the Guatemalan coup in, in the 1950s from the CIA about about this but they also had a, like a cia guide to you know, finding and training assassins and really sort of chilling stuff about well when you when you enter like a boardroom where people are are seated around a table this is the way you should kill them all oh, you know the, yeah it's it's rough stuff but the, the most interesting thing was so one line i'll never forget it's like when, when finding a, a local to hire as an assassin do not hire a psychopath. Psychopaths are not reliable. <laughs> just pro, like, pro tip: pro psychopaths tip. are not reliable. Do not hire a psychopath to be your to be your um, your your hired assassin to oh my take out somebody. So this this I mean, you know, it, it's like you must say, well, how how dare our government do things like that? Well, you know, no, how dare they? It's it's bad. It's awful. It's it's morally indefensible. But it's interesting to read about. Sure. So. Um, uh, the next thing, densities. Yeah, the 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 the, the densities. So I, I thought oh, it'd be gosh. interesting for us to. It's like a Cosmo quiz, right? Um, <laughs> what density are you? Um, I oh, think I man. think we're both above the first density. That that's basically Wasn't just the first like having a pulse or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not. <laughs> or maybe that was even the second one. No, I don't know. no the, um, it, it's it's like just basically like. Like like, it has the presence of the life force. Okay. So, so we, we we hit that. Yeah. Second density, um, life force plus the presence of gender polarities, not gender polarities, uh, <laughs> physical bodies and um, action by instinct. An animal such as bird, animal life on Earth such as birds. Yeah, I think we hit that one. We're, yeah, most on most on a good day. At good least. day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Third density. Um, the presence of the previous two, plus self-recognition and advancement through self-effort. We are under conscious control. Um, terrestrial mm. humans are among those residing primarily at this density. We have individual control of the mind, individualized consciousness, life, motion, and consciousness. He sort of repeats himself there. So mm. do you think we hit that? Do you think we're... Uh, again, on a good day. On a good day? I, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Okay, so yeah. so now, fourth density, um, entities understand each other primarily by means of thought transference or telepathic abilities. What do you think? Ooh. Do you think do you hit this one? Well, the only way that I would would be if somebody is transmitting stuff to me and I don't realize it and I'm putting it into action. So if I'm if I'm the if I'm the uh, well, I don't know if I'm the target of mind control. And my activities are primarily governed by thought transference, but I don't know it. Like, is it possible that I'm a fourth density and just don't know it? You just blew my mind. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I think we've been reading too much Valvoliri. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure I want you staying here in the studio complex uh, tonight, uh, Simpson. I'm worried that you might be a mind-controlled assassin. Um, Lock your door tonight. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Okay, so yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I get the fourth density because I have that. No. Uh, I have this ESP app that I think one of the remote viewing guys developed. I've got my phone. You're supposed to like predict which color is the next color, or what co what colored square the picture is behind or something. And 
you know, my my record on that app is lower than random chance. It, it, it's, it's, it's like they're, they're lower than random lo- chance. Lower than random chance. I, I, it's, See, it's, actually, you, you, <laughs> you do have ESP ability, but it does the opposite it of does what the you opposite. intended it's, it's, to do. It's, it's like George Costanza's I, I think ESP. we just uncovered evidence of ESP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like because, okay, there's, there's four colors. You pick one of the four. So technically, it's like a one in four shot, mm. like multiplied by however many times you do it. I'm always below that it's yeah they don't even try to like shoulder website to me you know they're just like yeah don't contact us we do not want to train you well i guess it stands to reason aaron that if there are people who are good at esp there are probably also people who are really bad at it right so yeah, so it, so it, it isn't again like, so that makes, doesn't disprove its existence that makes sense because okay so if if there's people who have yet we'll sort of see those like like you have esp or you don't but some people like have more esp than others so it's a spectrum so logically Somebody's got to be way <laughs> at the bottom of the curve, and I think that's me, <laughs> because you can ask. There are people out there. You can tell them I have no reliable intuition or instinct whatsoever. That ought to protect you from being abducted, Aaron. <laughs> I'm hoping so, because uh, although I am most of the time a white hot ball of rage, and um, uh, we, we know from reading Val Valerian that the aliens are sort of drawn to these these powerful negative emotions. Um, so I, you know, maybe you know the, the the fact that I'm I'm vindictive and angry and, and and full of wrath most of the time, not when I record because I'm among you, my friends, out there in Radio Land. But, um, yeah, so I was you all have no idea how much effort it takes and how many people it takes to keep this man sane down in his studio and the, the quantity, the quantity of Sun King Weeback that it takes to, that's to a beer, keep him that's a beer from Indianapolis. Um, if, if, if you didn't know, which I am, I'm drinking, it's, it's, it's a, um, it's a Scottish style ale. It's good. It's not my usual thing. I'm an IPA guy, but sometimes you want something a little more mellow to, avoid them strapping you to the gurney and taking you down to the studio to record yet another episode of the saucer life. So, okay. So densities, we figured that out. And, um, yeah, which can I, can I say one other thing about that? Yeah, Uh, I guess. So the densities, like this is the point in the podcast where I thought how many people who started this book got to that point and were like, okay, that that's it. I'm done. (laughs) Cause I, I just thought this is, I think this is, not nearly as interesting as Val Valerian thinks it's going to be. Oh, you know? well, it's I don't not know. supposed it's, to be interesting. It's the truth. It's the truth. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Next note I have written down here is Oprah Winfrey. Oh gosh. I just thought it was hilarious that it's at some point, I, I don't remember what it was exactly, but there was some point where he almost like cited something having, having been featured on the Oprah Winfrey show as if that, it gives it more credibility somehow. <laughs> you know, it, 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 I, I thought that was like, now. You know, no insult to Oprah. But, no, like, but yeah, with all the sources available, like that—that's the one that you're gonna. Now, here's the question: What is a more credible source that he cites? Something being on the Oprah Winfrey show, or the endless photocopies of headlines from the Weekly World News? No, oh. Russians invent Cabbage Man. <laughs> so the, the the explanation for this is the tabloids are not under the same scrutiny as the mainstream press, so they can tell the truth and they hide it behind sensational headlines. But I think the line was the data is solid. <laughs> but yeah, sure it is, pal. But um, we were big Weekly World News guys. Oh, back absolutely. in the day, back yeah. when we lived in the uh, the compound 
there in Colorado. And um, just <laughs> obfuscating our past. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd get Weekly World News all the time. We, oh, back in the Back in the yeah. 90s, we did an episode of the Weekly World News um, uh, a few years, gosh, yeah, a few years ago, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, that was one of my favorite episodes, that actually. That was fun. That was, that was fun. And the Weekly World, several of our readers, uh, you know, have, you know, continued to talk about how the Weekly World News was, was a, you know, fun thing for them to, uh, to read back in the day. And uh, just, just seeing Weekly World News headlines show up in, in this very sort of serious, dry, but very, very dark and, and, and a lot of times grim um, tome was uh, was pretty interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. So we had a couple of uh, comments or questions from um, from listeners, which is always nice. That rattle you heard was uh, was my iPad. So uh, Lester, uh, regular correspondent to the show, asks any space treaties with aliens. Any <laughs> let me start over. Any space alien treaties with countries other than the U.S.? Um, I have seen some of this. I've seen some suggestions that the Soviets had a similar deals that the U.S. had back from the 1950s. And that, you know, of course, they found out about it being a scam around the same time we did. And so elements of the U.S. and Soviet governments were working together um, to defeat the space aliens. And the Cold War was a sham to sort of like sock away budget money. Um, oh, we're building, you know, lots of nukes when really we're, you know, building hmm. lasers to take on the space aliens. But I, I've usually just seen um, the, the U.S. and the Soviet Union. You never see like Luxembourg, you know, <laughs> you know, signing a treaty with the aliens. And a, um, a, a follow-up question. Um, I believe. Would you sell Alabama for some baseball cards and a gallon of space rum, except for Huntsville and uh, the red, (laughs) because it's got the redstone arsenal and uh, all the rocket stuff with NASA. So we'd keep Huntsville. I think Huntsville has like (laughs) the greatest number of PhDs per capita in the United States and space camp and and space and space camp. Yeah. So um, all of Alabama, except for Huntsville, that might uh, get us down to a pint of space rum. Um, yeah. So, and the other email was from uh, Marty Marty Kottmeyer, um, who is uh, you know a, a legend in the UFO field as far as stuff he writes, and he is corresponding with us this time about the um, the line in the Matrix that I discussed about J. Allen Hynek saying that Theosophy was the key to the whole thing. Well, he found a uh, a thread on the internet. I think it was at abovetopsecret.com. Um, that sort of said that uh, Heineck was, um, you know, talking to Linda Moulton Howe and uh, Dr. Rudolf Steiner um, and his ideas about theosophy came up. And then later, um, somewhat embarrassingly to me, uh, Martin emailed me back and said he found actual references to this in Mark McConnell's biography of J. Allen Hynek, uh, which is called The Close Encounters Man, which I have read, um, but did not remember that um, that Hynek had. Um, he thought that Steiner was um, the deepest of the group, is the, uh, the, the quotation about um, Rudolf Steiner's uh, esoteric and theosophical ideas uh, that, uh, that Hynek had. And that was um, a quote from a conversation with Jacques Vallée. I didn't remember that, which is um, not surprising. Maybe I, I read the Close Encounters Man when it came out. 
several years ago, probably a few more years than even I think it is because time because 2020 didn't exist, right? So it <laughs> just sort of blipped on by. But um, yeah, so so Heineck did have some kind of knowledge of or interest in theosophy. So did he say it's the key to this whole thing? I'm not sure he did, but Heineck clearly was um, was sort of sort of interested in it. So thank you, uh, thank you, Martin, for passing that along to us. Any uh, any final comments about um, the Matrix? He's frowning. I get. I guess the only thing I would say is. Uh, Again, thank you for reading it so that we didn't have to, because I mean, there, there actually is some kind of interesting stuff in there, but it just, um, it sounds like something that could have used a good editor. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, and again, it, volume one of five. Well, yeah. Seriously? So, what, so how, just, oh just for, uh, just for fun, <clears throat> let's look at this. Let's, um, okay. So volume, this is just the, you know, sad to say sort of possibly, unofficial um unofficial uh pdfs uh volume two or matrix two the pdf of it runs to 701 pages even longer than the first even longer (laughs) oh oh i should say there's some really good like weird alien art line drawing art of aliens um, in the uh, the matrix that a lot of listeners on uh, on Twitter pointed out to me and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that so so go to the internet archive and and find those and uh, I don't know make t-shirts of them but you know don't get sued and don't tell people I thought you should do this oh my gosh so matrix three comes in two volumes oh geez three a volume 3B, huh? volume one 918 pages volume two. 1010 pages oh man yeah and these aren't like like the 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 first one it um it was longer than the printed version the pdf was because of the way the pages oh wow this is oh this is horrible (laughs) okay so matrix four matrix four 1098 pages from 1994 matrix four the equividium paradigms and dimen- excuse me paradigms and dimensions of human evolution and consciousness maybe this would all make sense to me if i only could read that far <laughs> oh my gosh at and some point does this degenerate into just the same sentence being typed over and over like the guy in the shining type? <laughs> <laughs> and matrix five the gold edition um has matrix five quest of the spirit that's six pdfs it has the graduation key one two and three it has matrix five the journey one two and three it has the code to the matrix it has victimhood and body id revisited so it's a number of different things so just let's just take one of these pdfs in this directory the code to the matrix 231 pages um uh the quest of the spirit number one 120 page yeah this is this is this is a lot so this whole i mean at some point is this so long that it really i mean do you think this really is an anthology of different things that a whole bunch of different people a lot of it a lot of it is if you look through 
at least at least Matrix One, if you look through it, it's a lot of photocopied, declassified documents. Mm. It's a lot of stuff that was printed off of bulletin board systems back in the day. Uh, it, it's it's a lot. Yeah. Well, I have to respect. I mean, you know, I've been kind of making fun of it, but I have to respect that someone actually put the work into even just collecting all this stuff and trying to put it in some kind of order. That that's a lot of work, <laughs> even if they're. Do you have to respect it? Well. I'm not sure I do. <laughs> I have to respect it enough to cross to the other side of the street. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's a good note to close on uh, before we actually do anything legally actionable. Um, <laughs> thanks for being with us. Um, the Saucer Afterlife is a, uh, is a production of Chizo Media LLC. Chizo Media, our heart is with the people. We will be back next time uh, with the regular episode of The Saucer Life, and it is going to be interesting. It is a field trip. It is not necessarily UFO related, ex- ex- you know, extremely closely. We're going to shoehorn that in. Um, we'll have another special guest from our rotating cast. And um, it, it's it's going to be interesting if it works out. If it doesn't work out, I have no idea what the next episode is going to be. But um, tune in next time for um, for a, a Saucer Life staff trip. Um yeah, that's all I can say right now. But thanks for listening, and thank you, Simpson, for being here. Absolutely. And for associate producing the show for so, so many years. Um, nobody knows the amount of work you do behind the scenes. I'm not saying how much it is. I'm just saying <laughs> nobody knows how much it is. I don't know how much it is. We should probably be auditing you at some point. Uh, I'm worth every dollar I'm paid for this job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Let's you just are. Leave it at that. <laughs> you, 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 you are. I mean, several times your name has come up when when cuts have been discussed, um, pay reductions, things like that. Um, we've thought about making you pay to be associate producer, sort of, sort of, sort of like some of those kickstarters where pay a certain amount of money and you're 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 the executive producer of, of whatever movie. I think we should make Simpson here pay to be the associate producer of the saucer life from now on. I think that's a good idea. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you later.